Welcome to the 67th edition of the Pro Wrestling Zone. I am Tiger Hay. And I am still the majestic champion of the world, Pena Gallery. You won by a tie. It doesn't even count. Yeah, it does. It counts if it's a tie win. Champion's advantage, mm -hmm. bitch. Fuck you. Anyway, so uh, just before you go, if you were expecting a Bibble study and I kind of forgot. And or a wrestling lesson that's not going to happen this week. Um, I took out the wrestling lesson because we have three pay-per-views to cover. Right. And if we did it too much. And right. um, Pina Gallery and I are still somewhat playing catch-up with yes. everything. So, so anyways, um, but instead of talking about Bibble Study, maybe we should talk about what we're doing for the next two weeks. Yes. So we'll do that right now. Um, for okay. the next two weeks, we are going to be doing our Best of Year Awards for 2020. It's going to be an interesting one with the obvious pandemic. And the best and worst of the years. So we'll do the best matches next week, and then episode number 69 is the worst. So what are the categories that our fans should be expecting? So we have the best and the worst match of the year, the best and worst male wrestler of the year, the best and worst female wrestler of the year, the best and worst tag team of the year, the best and worst feud of the year, the most popular and the most hated wrestler of the year, the most and least improved wrestler of the year, the best and worst rookie of the year, the best and worst comeback of the year, the best and worst major event of the year, just because with um, you know, some of the promotions not there, right. we can't do like a best or worst promotion. Right. Well, we, we, are, we are, but obviously with the limited amount of promotions that we're running on a full-time basis, we're going to have to do with what we can. Um, I still think it's stiff competition. Uh, the best and worst booker of the year, the best and worst promotional tactic of the year, mm -hmm. the best and worst announcer of the year, and the most overrated and the most underrated wrestler of the year. So it should be exciting times because you know that with Christmas and everything, there are no pay-per-views for the next couple of weeks, so that's what we were doing in lieu of it. Yes, um, and then obviously the next week we'll be um, hopping right back on with Wrestle Kingdom, and then there's also oh no, the MLWs is a uh, supercard. Right. So no, Wrestle Kingdom is then that first episode of 2020. No, the second episode of 2021. Because the best is going to be the year at the end of this year, and then the worst is going to be next week or two weeks from now, which is in 2021. Right. So, uh, but it's but it's like the it's like the second of 2021. Right. So anyway, so anyways, Wrestle Kingdom doesn't happen till afterwards. But right. um, anyways, let's get on to some regular news. What's going on in the world? So um, this thing with Hannibal TV was released about Charlie Haas, who just recently resurfaced. Um, he looks awful. Yes. He looks like a drug addict who is 70. But yeah. I guess uh, the divorce, he actually did get divorced from, uh, uh, what's her name? She was in uh, Jackie Gata. She uh, was. They got divorced, and I guess it was really rough on him and the kids. And so he's bouncing back. He is going to okay. be taking bookings again because now okay. he's um he's back on he's back on some sort of workout regimen. He's like at two hundred and fifteen pounds, so he's doing fine. But right. it, it just it just looked really different from what yeah. we know of Charlie Haas. Right. But keep in mind of how old he is. He's like in his late forties. Right. So. So, you know, it is what it is. Right. Anyways, what else is happening? Uh, the USA Network are pissed. 
Yeah. Um, I have heard pissed, upset, furiated um, about WWE and the Raw ratings as of late because they continue to go down. There's, right. And last week's Raw was the worst in history. Right. In history. Right. And apparently Vince McMahon also released something that said that he is taking um, any out-of-the-box ideas from writers. So Yes. Um, I don't know how... Uh, translation, that... nothing's going to happen. Everything's going to be the same. Right. Um, Whatever. Right, right. Uh, it was, it's a crazy time. It and is. It's definitely going to be something that we're going to have to look at because who knows, maybe Rob will change quite a bit in 2021. Right. Uh, it might, it that better. might be the year. It right. better. Well, it has to. Right. If it doesn't, then uh, then the USA is just going to drop Rob. Right. And that would be a really bad thing. Right. Uh, Mauro Ronaldo is open to call professional wrestling again, but he doesn't want any kind of rigorous schedule like WWE has. So um, he's also he's also very dedicated to Showtime for boxing right. and something with WWE. They did not like him doing that. Right. So it's like okay, you gotta have a nice little. Mix Please bag. go to AEW. Right. <laughs> There's gonna be a point in time when Jim Ross is done. Right. Uh, and I think Mauro Ronaldo would be a an, great replacement. Absolutely. Of any of anybody to do that, it would be Mauro Ronaldo. Right. Uh, Riddle's new contract. Let's talk about this because this is one of the okay. biggest. This is one of the biggest contracts in the company right now. Nice. It is a three-year, one point four million dollar deal. Uh, the extent of the contract is this: he will be paid a guaranteed at four hundred thousand dollars per year, mm -hmm. and then he will make an additional fifty thousand dollars for every show worked in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Whenever they go back, right. This does not include the royalties of the name licensing right. or the merchandise or anything like that, which he owns 100% of right. because he has the thing on Riddle, Matt Riddle, all of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hearing so, about the copyrights for all of those. Right. Well, I mean, you, you can't copyright your own name. That's his name. Right. Matt Riddle is his name. Right. So uh, that's a, it's really cool because, like, whoa, that's a huge contract. Right. Um, let's see here. CM Punk admits that he was too old to start training for the UFC, which everybody okay. said fucking 10 years ago. Right. I'm like, dude, you're getting to your 30s. Right. You had all of these really bad injuries. Right. Don't fight. Right. So anyway, but it was a dream of his. He did really poor. He's not going to fight again. I guarantee that. Right. The International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, which is going to be that big building in New York that they're constructing right yeah. now, um, will hold their first ever induction ceremony at the Desmond Hotel on August 28, 2021, with these 24 participants being in the inaugural class. Okay. Bruno San Martino, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Terry Funk, Giant Baba, Ed Strangler-Lewis, Mil Mascaris, Lou Fez, Buddy Rogers, Frank Gotch, Danny Hodge, Great Gamma, y Yusuf Ismur Ismil? Ismail. Ismail. I think that's probably a, one of the guys from the Carney days. I don't know. Uh, Paul Pons, R Ricky Dozen, Martin Farmer Burns, Greg Hack George Hackenschmidt. I don't know why I said Greg. George Hackenschmidt. Uh... Evan Strangler-Lewis, I guess the kid, I've never heard of him, William Muldoon, St Stero? Satoru. Satoru, Satoru Sayama, oh, I know that, I don't know, but I've never seen his name spelled, <sighs> Antonio Noki, Statinelius Sabisco, I butchered that, but whatever. Stanislas. 
Stanislas Zabisco. Yes, and then Tatsumi Fujinami. It's amazing how I can do the Japanese names without flaws, but when we get to these other people, I'm, like, tripping over my words in plain oh, English. Uh, speaking of Hall of Fames, um, rumor has it that WWE is going to construct a physical Hall of Fame um, in Orlando. They've been talking about doing that for years. No, but WWE's bought a building, and they are oh. preparing to make that into a Hall of Fame building okay. down in the Orlando area. Interesting interesting choice of place for something like that. Well, but... you know, that's where most of their operations are anyways. I wouldn't be surprised if in the near future, WWE would move their headquarters down there too. Right. Well, they're building this huge thing in Stanford now. They're not. They're actually just rented it out. Oh. They don't actually own it. And it could change because of the virus. Who knows? Oh, okay. They could be out of the lease. But anyways, yes, there is rumor that WWE is building a Hall of Fame down in um, Orlando, actually building. Um, I think I heard it from Ric Flair, I think. Ric Flair is part of that project. He's going to help them with building it out oh. and everything. So Interesting choice. Anyways, that's kind of what I have as far as news goes. Yeah, that's what, really what I have. A little bit of a slower day, some of the larger things, but anyway, um, when we come back, we're going to do the three shows. The Super J Cup yep. that we neglected to do because we were moving at the time. Right. Uh, we're going to be doing Final Battle 2020, yep. and then we'll do a TLC. Hooray! Yeah. So we'll be right back. And we are back. Let's talk about the Super J Cup of 2020. All right. We're going to start with Clark Connors and Chris Bay. Well, so, well, let's talk about kind of what everything was like. So it was there were no fans. There were no fans. The um, I, I kind of dig this. I kind of like the setup. I thought it was cool looking. Well, didn't they film it out of the LA Dojo or something yeah, like they did. that? Yeah. Okay, that's that what I thought. Yep, yeah, that was in the LA Dojo just because they already had the ring and everything. Right. You might as well do it there. It How about the hurt. announcers? They were bad. Uh, Kevin Kelly is fine. Um, I think I think he's one of those guys who has to feed off of somebody good right. to be really good. Right. So when you have him with like a Rocky Romero, right. it tends to be okay because Rocky Romero is experienced in the wrestling business and is a right. great talker. Um, nothing against Alex Kozlov because he is a pioneer in the industry, but this was not Daniel Bryan on commentary. No. This guy sounded like he was like laying in bed ready to go to sleep right uh it was just really boring he's like yeah. wow that was really i'm like god can you have some emphasis right. this is wrestling like immerse yourself back into it right so um anyway it was just awful it yeah. was grating and it really dragged down the quality so of the, show. the super j cup if someone wins, what is the stipulation? They get so, to face the winner, I get, think, of best a, of the Super Juniors, yep, right? They get, they get a trophy, a gold jacket, and they will face the best of the Super Juniors at Wrestle Kingdom on the 4th. Right. And then the winner of that will face the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. On the 5th. On the 5th. Nice. So they will face Hiromu Takahashi. Um, we did not do the finals of that because number one, Mothership was in town. Yeah. Uh, number two, we were in the um, we were kind of getting ready for moving at that time because yeah. I think the finals was on the eleventh. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was like two days before. Yep. So we just decided to nix that. Um, usually we do cover the finals right. for the like, big um, big tournaments like 
the Super Jacob or um, the best of the Super Juniors. But right. um, moving took the priority, and at this point, it's already three weeks out, and there's not really much of a point. Right. So, anyways, Super Jacob 2020, what went down? Clark Connors and Chris Bay opened up the show. This was a first-round match. Yes. So, um, usually the Super J Cup is over, like, three days. But they decided to compress it into one just because of timing, right? And um, um, who they had, and I think to. they had they had a smaller uh, card this year, right? Because usually yes. Super J Cup has more than eight people, mm-hmm. but they only had eight participants in the Super J Cup this year, right? They usually have like sixteen, right? So anyway, Clark Connors and Chris Bay. It was an art of finesse for Chris Bay to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I was somewhat surprised about that. It was be- a good opener. It was decent. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a great opener, but a good match. Yeah. Um, you know, seeing Chris Bay in something not with Impact Wrestling, right. um, it's it's kind of cool. It's yeah. good for him, definitely, because this guy's like 24, right. and he's um, repping Vegas, which is neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, it's, yeah. just, it's just really cool to see this kind of um, promotion synergy because like with everything during the yeah. pandemic, we're all in this together, might as well... Um, get some people booked, have them have some money, stay in ring shape for when you come back full-time, too. So, awesome stuff. T- T- yep. TJP, ACH. TJP and ACH. This match was weird. Another first-round match. Yep. It wasn't as good as the first match, but it was still a decent match. I ACH these, won. These two could not really click the way I thought no. they were going to. No, no, no. You know, there are just people who do not... They didn't click very well. Right. Um, and also, at this time, the commentary was really starting to piss me off. So, really, my uh, my love for this match may have been swayed because of the commentary. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, what happened at the finish? It was a 450 splash for ACH to win, yep. which I thought was kind of neat. Whoa. Um, it was uh, The next match was Blake Christian and Ray Horace. Yep. Uh, this one, in my opinion, uh, this first round match was the weakest. I think. Really? This, yeah. I thought this one was one of the stronger ones. Oh, really? I, I didn't. Thought... I didn't think it was very. It wasn't. It wasn't very memorable. Let's put it that way. Right. Um. Maybe it's because I wasn't as familiar with the people in the match. Right. Because I know about ACH, TJP, Chris Bay, Leo Rush, Al Phantasmo. But these two are relatively unknown. Right. Where I know at least Ray Horace. Blake Christian is a guy that I believe worked at Rev Pro. Oh, okay. So um, it was a no frog, idea. It was a frog splash for Blake Christian to win. And um, a note on this, I thought it was a great match. Um, a note on this match, particularly, Blake Christian did suffer a broken nose during the match. That's right. Which, That's the which, one with the broken nose. Yeah, this will come into play um, during Down the, the road. second round. Right. All Leo, right. Leo Rush, El Phantasmo. El Phantasmo is just excellent. I like El, El, El Phantasmo is one of my favorite heels now. Right. He is so good. Um, he was the winner of last year's Super J Cup. He was. And so despicable, but I love it. Right. Uh, Leo Rush, obviously working really, really well, as he always does. It was a great low blow roll up by yep. Phantasmo to win. Chicken and, shit heel tactics is what we need. Mm hmm. A little bit of dynamic, um, yep. a little bit of a dynamic alternative is always good, and it's sometimes a little disappointing when I don't see that kind of heel work in Japan. Right. Um, just keep in mind, it's a different, it's a totally different style. So right. Sometimes you see it, sometimes you don't. I think it's breath of fresh air when you see it on such a great yeah, show. Yeah, absolutely. But yes, El Fantasmo did win. Um, moving on to the next match, there was Danny Limelight and J.R. Kratos versus. Fred Rosser, who is Darren Young, 
and Rocky Romero. Uh, this was a fun, really, really good storytelling tag team match. It was. I think this was probably, well, I wouldn't say it's the stronger of the two tag team matches, but it's a pretty strong tag team oh, match. Oh, yeah. Um, Fred Rosser is one, Is he's um, helping out train the people at the LA right. Dojo. Um, Rocky Romero is one of the trainers at the LA Dojo. He's also an active wrestler on NJPW, so I was very familiar with right. both of them. Uh, Danny Limelight was like, um, he turned heel on Rocky Romero, and they really played nice. They that. that this team was on. Um, what is that? Um, NJPW Strong, right? Yeah, is that one of those strong teams? Okay, yep, that's that's, what I thought. that's that's the American show that they're running. Right. Um, a lot of a lot of the competitors that are in the LA Dojo are on Strong, and then your general um, tours um, that right. New Japan are doing currently are obviously the people working in Japan. Right. So we'll see that here, and then we'll see those there. But right. keep in mind, people are like, oh, why don't New Japan run shows um, like from uh, Japan? And I'm like, it's, like, like, do something akin to a Raw or SmackDown right. or Dynamite. Well, that's just not their culture. That's right. not the way that they do things there. They don't have to. If they don't have to run those, why would you do them? They show them all on. Um, they have the tours. They have all of these tours all the goddamn time. Mm -hmm. They have like Road to Tokyo Dome and blah 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 already. Right. Why would you change that formula? It obviously works. Right. And now but with, we're so used to like weekly shows, right. like uh, oh, and then you have NJPW World where you see like three shows or like five shows in a week simultaneously, right? But then they're off for a week, so this is a totally different thing. It's, Anyways, uh, let's move on to second round matches: Chris Bay versus ACH in a second round match. This now these two clicked very. Oh nicely. yes, that was a good match. This that was, was a much, tremendous match. This was a much better match for both guys. Yeah. Um, it was a 450 splash by ACH, who just hits a great 450. Oh, I know. And ACH won. He's going to the finals. I was surprised about that, actually. Well, I wasn't, because I chose ACH to win whole shebang. Obviously, you um, were wrong. But, you know, it is what it is. I was close. Right. Anyways, Blake Christian versus El Phantasmo. This is the second strong showing for the semifinals. Um, this is where Blake Christian's uh, bloody nose or broken nose does come into play. Right. Um, and El Phantasmo worked really well on it. I thought it really never got out of second gear. I was like, yeah, we'll no, get... it was. It, it wasn't really a second gear, but it was still a good but it was, match. It was a great super kick by yeah. Phantasmo. A great move on a broken nose person right. to win. So. Anyways, Bullet Jesus Club, Christ, Kenta man. and Hikaleo versus... It was uh, um, Kenta and Hikaleo. Two people from the dojo. Ren Narita and Kevin Knight. So, originally it was supposed to be another one of the... Um, uh, Ren, Ren Narita, not Ren Narita. My fucking shit changed it. Uh, Ren Narita is a Tokyo, Japan dojo member um, that actually lives... Actually, Gesundheit, that got to the United States. Bless um, me. The other person was another one of those dojo guys, but he got hurt. Right. So uh, Kevin Knight, who's in the L.A. dojo, stepped into place. Right. Um, it was it, a, it was a Bullet Club match. Right. You know, T pretty this, typical. This was a TV debut match for um, Kevin Knight, who I thought did okay. Mm -hmm. And obviously Kenta is still working with um, uh, uh, Katsuyori Shibata, who is the main trainer at the L.A. dojo. Mm -hmm. So it was a Boston Crab by Kenta to Kevin Knight for the win. Yeah. Um, you know, the Young Lions did really good. Yeah. Um, obviously, when you work with a guy like Kenta, you're going to pull off a good match. And Hikaleo is really showing what he can do. Right, which is good. Being the youngest brother of um, Tamatanga and Tungaloa. Yes. Which is super weird. 
Uh, but yes, he was. He is also a. Um, I think he was a graduate of the Japanese JoJo, so right. it was good for him to be. Anyways, there. final match, main event of the night: El Phantasmo versus ACH. This match was excellent. This was a fantastic match. ACH is he his back hurt the entire time, but ACH has certainly had a twenty twenty worth remembering. Right, and um, you know he he kind of he kind of is establishing himself now as this international superstar. I wouldn't be surprised if. They invited him over to do some New Japan stuff because he works great oh, with a lot well, of these guys. He, he worked in New Japan before the WWE fiasco, right? So this is nothing new for him, right? Um, but this he, is really, I think, where he thrives. He thrives in this kind of mm-hmm. environment. Absolutely, you know the WWE Obviously, machine, the sanitized. Not not everybody is a WWE guy, right? And ECH, I I kind of had a feeling he was not going to be one of those people, right? Um, that really took that whole thing lightly and the whole thing with the shirt, which I thought was totally on his bad. But he anyways, ACH, <laughs> and anyways, ACH um, did a great job with this match. El mm-hmm. Fantasmo, of course, is just El Fantasmo. And El Fantasmo won with ESP, mm-hmm. and he destroyed the trophy, and he, yes, cut he, a great, did. he cut a great heel promo. Yep. And um, and we're, I'm looking forward to seeing him again at Wrestle Kingdom. El Fantasmo is in some unique company because he is the second only uh, person to win the Super J Cup two times. Um, yep. In, like, simultaneously. Yep. And uh, the first one was... Um, Jushin Thunder Liger. Jushin Thunder Liger. Who, who, who created the tournament. Right. So anyways, um, uh, overall star rating and match of the night. My match of the night's going to be the main event by yeah. a mile and a half. And yep. I'm going to give the overall base out of five a three. I was going to give it a three as well. And again, match of the night's the main event. Right. Sorry, El Phantasmo and ACH. Right. Uh, so Tremendous. We, right. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about Ring of Honor's final battle. Woohoo.
We are back. Uh, this was a show that we were not going to cover. That I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. And that is Ring of Honors. Right. We watched it last night. So Saturday night we watched it. Um, ooh, I had a, I had a lot. Mm. So yeah. Um, it was, it was kind of crazy. It was, it was, but it's good. Anyways, we're live, and and let's talk about Final Battle ROH Final Battle 2020. I was surprised at the first match. Jay Lethal, Jonathan Gresham versus Mark Briscoe and PCO. Uh, but before we get to that, let's talk about the ambiance. So this is ROH's, I think, first show since the pandemic, right? Um, no, they've been do they've been running regular shows. Oh, they have been. Okay. Yeah, this is their first pay per view. Their they first pay per view. Yeah. Um, so of course there are no fans. It took place behind backstage, behind closed um, doors. Behind closed doors. Um, but. Um, you know, I thought they did it. It was a great presentation. Yep. Um, I thought the production was so far the best out of many companies. And yeah. I thought this, I thought um, it was better than impact. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, thought it was better than, um, AEW in most cases. Yeah. I thought the camera work was better and it felt visually good. Right. It did. It, yeah. It felt, it felt like a big event. It did. And where the know, visual, yeah, they had drones going around. It just visually looked like a fantastic show. Um, they had, they had, a, they had, a, they had a nice, clean, very wide space to work yep, with. Yeah, they on did. The outside. Um, they had these big screens all the way around, so you can go around and you can see different graphics. Right. Um, it just looked really cool. It did. It was very much similar to what the um, CWC is doing. Right. Uh, which is the um, uh, uh, Capital Wrestling Center or whatever right. they're doing for right. NXT. Right, for NXT, yeah. Right. Does look very similar except, to that. Except they just don't have the Zoom thing, but that's fine. Right. That's generally just a presentational thing, whatever right. who cares. Um, anyways, cool. let's talk about actual pay-per-view. Jay Lethal, Jonathan Gresham versus Mark Briscoe and PCO. For the Ring of Honor World Tag Team this Champions. Was a, this is a good opener. This was I was surprised about Jay Lethal being in the... Uh, Curtain jerker match, but I, you know, it was it was good. Right. It's like what else does Jay Lethal have to it, prove? It, at this it point? set a good pace. Let's put it that way. It really did, and really the pacing of this show did not slow down from this. Right. Uh, and it was a roll up by I think Lethal. On, yeah. No, it was on by Gresham on PCO for yes, the win. Yes, it was. Um, the foundation win. They retained the championships. Yep. Um, I thought it was a great, great, great opener. Yeah. PCO. It's also a good rivalry going into it, too. You can kind of see that, that sort of battle going on, you know. Right. And so, um, you know, Mark Briscoe and PCO worked very well together. And, of course, Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham, they've been tag team champions how many times now? Like three or four? No, I think this is still their first reign. But oh, they won. Is? Yeah, I think they won it at last year's final battle. Oh. Right? So I not, thought I thought they've been tag team for longer than that. No, I don't believe so. Let me let me uh, double check here. Oh, are we double checking right now? Do some vamping or something. Um. Well, let's talk about the next match: Dal Dalton Castle and Ray Horace. Yes. So this match was not slated to be on the show. No, it was not. No. Um. Just because, but since there were some matches that had to be changed. Yep. Um, because Bandito, Flamita, and EC3 either were around people with COVID or have COVID, according to EC3. Right. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is only yeah. one rain. But, but they've, they've had, had it for, for 373 days. Right. Christ. Well, just keep in mind that part of that was because they shut down due to right. COVID. Anyway, so let's talk about the Dalton Castle Ray Horace match. Um, it was an okay match. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't as good as the first match. I think that I didn't see anything as good as the first match until much later in the show. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, it was there. Oh, yeah. I, I, I liked the match. I thought it was good. Um, Ray Horace. Ray Horace um, picked won. up the win, which was interesting to me because Dalton Castle is one of the benchmarks of ROH. Right. 
Um, he's he's awesome. I love Dalton yeah. Castle. But I thought this was fine. Yeah. Uh, the next match was one of my favorites, actually. Uh, Vincent and Bateman versus Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. So, it was an okay match. Um, you know, I felt like this wasn't a pay-per-view match, though. Really? I mean, they built this so well. You I had... felt like the rivalry, of course, the rivalry wasn't quite over. And I'm like, come on, this is final battle. This is like your guys' is almost WrestleMania. Right. But Vincent attacked Matt, Matt Taven with the yep. kingdom. Obviously, I am a little more familiar with the people in this. So I understood it a lot more yeah. than what you did. Also, this was Mike Bennett's return match. That's true, it was. And Mike Bennett, obviously a big cornerstone in Ring of Honor, yep. um, especially back how, in the how day. Long, how, long, uh, how long did he work in Ring of Honor? Oh, for like 10, 11, 12 years oh, or wow. something like yeah, that. Oh, wow, yeah, so he was there forever. And then he was gone for five years. Keep in mind of how long Mike Bennett was signed. Well, first he was with Impact for a number right. of years, then he was with WWE for like three. Right. So... Uh, and there was a backpack stunner for the OGK, Matt mm-hmm. Taven and Mike Bennett, to win. Um, I thought the match was awesome. I thought they What I didn't it. like was the post-match attack. You did not like the post-match attack. No, because this is a pay-per-view. This was supposed to be the end. Like, this right. was supposed to be, like, the, the and then they And then they did, like, with the two-by-four in between right. legs and him. Which is chair. fine. I mean, I understand it for the purposes of advancing the rivalry. But Final Battle, to me, evokes, this, like, yeah, this, 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 this should be it. This should be the WrestleMania right. or whatever for it. Like, but. this is the reset. Right. Anyways, moving on to the next match. This match was weird. So we're talking about the uh, Donhausen, Don the Don Donhausen and Brian Johnson. That's right. I love Don. Donhausen is one of my favorites. I like him. So Donhausen, uh, he, he he is a magician. He is like a magician mind. Brian Brian Johnson is like the Smash Mouth. I hate everybody kind of person. Right. And He's so Don they, Don they nicely together. I too. mean, if there's if there's something that you want to watch that'll just make your day, watch a watch this Donhausen match. Right. Donhausen. Um, he speaks in third person. He's very good and very evil. It's like I don't know. What he to- has that gimmick, and he like he like he has like a big weird like tooth shit eating grin. And right. It's like it, everything just works so well with Dahausen, even down to the voice, which was like really really squeaky. It's like Dahausen. It's like he, he, he's doing <laughs> right. this right. Right. And people are like, oh my god, this is never gonna get over. It, it's. It's getting over now. Right, it is. He has an Orange Cassidy-esque feel, and it's right. something that wrestling has to and, have and, somewhere. And, and he's he's not going to be a world champion with that gimmick or anything, but it's just, it's just, it's just a fun gimmick. Right. Like, he he participates in the lower mid-card and just has fun. Dude, the kid's like, how old is he? Like, 21 or something like yeah, that? He's, he's, like, like, he's young. Right, he's like super young. He's just trying some stuff out, clearly. He had he had the fan base going into this match, right. which is why when they said they, were, they signed Dawhausen, people were like losing their minds. I'm like, man, who is this Dawhausen guy? It's like, right? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's such a unique looking character. Right. Uh, Brian Johnson, he he looks so fucking plain coming out, but he cuts great promos. He has great promos. He is a good character. I like his character. But man, he's got to do something different than just a regular tights and like. It's like, eh, but does he really first, need any more? First impressions are everything. But but does he need any more? Because he can cut a promo like nobody's business. Yeah, maybe they could have explained the Brian Johnson part of the Dollhausen thing a little bit better. Right, but they they didn't. Right. I, that's kind of where this match kind of fell short for me. I didn't really know the history behind the two. Right. So, um, da, so basically, what it was, if Dollhausen did not win this match, he would not get a Ring of Honor contract. Um, Dollhausen. 
basically like so uh Brian Johnson was like talking right. on the mic during the match. Dahausen rubbed his face paint on the end of the microphone, gave it gave it to him, tapped on it like as if as if it was being hit, right. and then he fell to the ground, causing a disqualification on the and, part of um, Brian Johnson. Right. It was a Eddie Guerrero style finish yeah. where Eddie Guerrero would like hit the chair on the ground, throw it to the opponent and like fall. Right. Um and it was a disqualification. So Dahausen won. Yep. He is part of the Ring of Honor crew. Uh, the one thing that Pina, Gall- or Pina Gallery and I loved was he hit Dahausen. It's like Dahausen is saying it. So it's like, yes, perfect. It was, it was just a lot of <laughs> it fun. Was, it was it a was, lot of fun. It was it a was, fun match. With the three matches before, we needed this nice little comedy. And it was like, a palate cleanser. It kind of it mm-hmm. helped me to kind of say, okay, well, this is now the second part of the show. Right. And it was. So let's talk about the second part of the show. Dragon Lee versus... Tony Deppin for the right. Ring of Honor World Television Champion. Uh, Tony Deppin won a fatal f- uh, four-corner survival match. Right, and that was at the pre-show, yep. which we didn't watch. Um, it was I heard it was okay. Um, but the Dragon Lee and uh, this match and Tony... Tony Deppen, Tony sorry. Deppen, yep. uh, this match, it was it was pretty good. I mean, it was just there. Right. I liked it. Tony yeah. Deppen is, you know, he's dead. There was definitely something there, a little more polishing, yeah. nothing bad. Obviously, Dragon Lee is great. Right. Um, he came out with this woman who's managing Los Ingobernables. Los Ingobernables? Yes, or Faction de Ingobernables. Ingobernables. Uh, she joined on commentary, and I thought she was great. Oh, yeah. Um, like, just that little hint of Spanish in there with Dragon Lee matches, and I think she was on there. No, she was on... Was she on there with Roosh matches, no. too? Um, but I thought it was a nice little, right. like, thing where uh, Dragon Lee's a heel. Right. So it was great. Um, Dragon Lee did retain with the running knee. Was, and, yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, it was, was a good fine. match. Nothing, nothing to write home to mom about, definitely. I've seen better Dragon right. Lee matches, maybe just because of the unknown of Tony Deppin. Right. He, he somewhat made a fan out of me, but obviously we have saw a fucking Dahausen match before, so right. it's kind of hard to get that. Uh, Shane Taylor and Jay Briscoe. This was a this was a grudge match, wasn't it? This was a grudge match, and it was one of the grudge matches that had to be changed because Shane Taylor was in the six man tag team title right. match, which obviously didn't happen. And Jay Briscoe was going to face EC3 in the grudge match, but EC3 got COVID. Right. So, so Shane Taylor and Jay Briscoe. These two had a great match. It was a good match. Uh, Shane Taylor has always been one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I think there's really something special with him. And obviously, Jay Briscoe is just awesome. Right. He is so freaking good. Yeah. Uh, it was welcome to the land for the win. Shane Taylor won huge win for Shane Taylor. Yep. Something that he needed and he needed bad. Right. And now he's really set him up. He really set himself up. For mm. uh, the Ring of Honor World Champion, uh, bet- right. and whoever won between Roosh and Brody King, you got your contender, mm. great contender, great buildup too, beating fucking Jay right. Briscoe, awesome. Jonathan Gresham versus Flip Gordon for the Ring of Honor Pure Champion. So Pina Gallery was not aware of the Pure Wrestling rules. No, I was not. Um, the match. The match itself was good. I it, feel like there were too many rules. Right. It got it, it it gets a little convoluted when you have to like say, "Oh, well, these are the rules for how many rope breaks you can have and stuff." I'm right. like if, if you, you, had, if you, you want would, if you want pure rules, I would imagine that pure would be like 
this wrestling match has to be by the books kind of wrestling match. Right. And I don't think that they had limits on rope breaks in pure wrestling matches, in my opinion. But not, the, not that I am aware of. I know that you couldn't, like, I mean, being an amateur wrestler, there was only a certain amount of times when you can go to the outside of right. the mat, which is but maybe that's what they're not, thinking. But that's not professional wrestling. That is right. amateur wrestling. I might have to do some research right. about that because there might be something to it. Um, I can't remember Ring of Honor doing all pure wrestling matches right. like this, but it was a uh, multiple forum smashes to yep. Flip Gordon. Man, Flip Gordon looked awesome, by the way. Yeah. Um, and it was for the win. Referee stoppage. Gordon just could not continue. Right. And Jonathan Gresham uh, went into final battle with two belts, and he left with two belts. So um, even though Gresham won, uh, even sorry. Uh, so yeah, Gresham won. Yeah, Gresham won clean, but mm-hmm. Flip Gordon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Flip Gordon looked great. Um, he did not give up. He did not submit. He did not do anything. Right. He just he just could not continue. Right. And I, he just looked really good. I was really happy with this. Main event, Roosh versus Brody King for the ROH World Champion. Yep. Um, Roosh's and Dragon Lee's father got involved in the match. Yes. And it was the Bulls Horns. Um, the match itself was good. It but, was good, but it wasn't great. Yeah, I, I felt like they could have done a little bit better really yeah. pushing Brody King hard. And I'm not saying that Brody King is a bad wrestler because he is good. Yeah. But I feel like part of the presentational thing about wrestling right. is that you have to tell people this. Right. And you have to say, okay. And see, this is where ROH fell short for me was they didn't really explain a lot of good stories going into it. Right. It was just like wrestling is like, right. I mean, res- wrestling is fine, but part of professional wrestling, making a good professional wrestling show is the story. Right. you got to have the story. Especially for someone like me who doesn't watch a lot of wrestling outside of the pay-per-views. Right. It, you know, I, you wanna, I, want, you wanna... I want to get up to date on what's been going on. Right. Maybe... And that's what WWE does pretty well. Impact does it very well. Um, you know, AEW does it they really a, well. They have, they have a much better social media presence than what right. Ring of Honor does too. And see, that's where I get even even New Japan Pro Wrestling does a better job than ROH does right. on building. Like this is what this match is about, kind exactly, of thing. Exactly, exactly. I want to see more of that. Right. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I can I can see I can really see where you're coming from on that. Um, but yes, Roosh did retain, yeah. which I thought was the right call yeah. because Roosh is just you know one He's of the a, best yeah. wrestlers right now. Why would right. you why would you take it off right. of him? Anyways, uh, star rating and batch of the night. I'm going to give the star rating for final battle a three point seven five. Okay. I know I'm gonna be that person again. Thick. And I am going to give this one is weird because there was one that had great wrestling, but then there was one that I enjoyed the most. Why don't you do the one that has good wrestling? Because your heart says one thing, but your brain is going to say the other yep. thing. Yeah, my brain is most certainly saying um, the uh, uh, the oh God. What was it? Uh, why did I delete those? I'm kind of an idiot. Oh, I can bring it back. Okay, sweet. Uh, let's see here. My the match that I really really liked was Shane Taylor Dre Briscoe. Okay, that is the one like. Thinking wise, right. but my heart's saying Dahlhausen and Brian Johnson. See, I have the exact same thing, but I'm going to give it a three and a half stars because I don't do the .75 bullshit. 
Right. It was just like I loved I loved the Shane Taylor Dragon or the Shane Taylor Dragon Lee. The Shane Taylor Jay Briscoe for like the actual action. Right, the actual wrestling. But but the The uh, Dahausen, that one me, that one to laugh. me, yeah. It made me laugh. It got me back interested in the event. It was a great palate yeah. cleanser. So really it's a catch twenty two for both. Right, it is. So anyway. That that's kinda hard. Anyways, when we come back from break, we will have the the WWE TLC two thousand and twenty covered. Yeah. We are back. Final part, TLC 2020. Let's start with the pre-show match because I was pissed. Chad Gable, Otis Daniel, Brian Big E versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, King Corbin, and Sami Zayn. So the story of it made sense, you know, with Big E and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn being the chicken shit that he's great at being. But, you know, I'm looking at these people that are in this King, match for the fucking yeah. pre-show, and it's like, why Chad Gable and Otis? Why Daniel Bryan? Why King Corbin? Why Shinsuke and Cesaro? All, why? all of all of them would have been great on the main show. You could have put them on the main show because there were some matches yeah. that really, really dragged a little bit, and I was not happy with it. But the match itself, um, it had no right to right. be as good as it was. It was actually a very good match. Mm -hmm. Um, everybody just looked really nice. Sami Zayn. And it was, was it was showcasing obviously Biggie and Sami Zayn. Right, and is... Biggie Biggie won with the big ending, hitting Sami Zayn. So Big E has pinned the Intercontinental Champion. Um, they did a spoof of the Tom Cruise rant. Well, that as well. yeah, we well we should have talked about that in the news, but yeah, that happened this week as well. Well, it was it was more of a storyline thing, not like an actual thing. They, he did not actually yell at somebody. It was literally no, just was, a storyline. it line. was just a storyline. Right, that's why I didn't put in the news, because I don't think it was entirely newsworthy. Well, it kind of was. Eh, not really. Anyway, Anyways, moving on, on this is to the, now, now the... This, this is the curtain jerker of the main show of TLC, TLC match for the WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles. It was interesting how they had that as the first match. Right. Um, I... Peanut Gallery and I are the two that just hate these stipulation-based pay-per-views. I know. Whereas I hate bad blood. I mean, the only one that I really see it being somewhat convincing and that I like is Night of Champions. Right. That is the only one and that Survivor I can... Series and Royal, and Royal Rumble. Rumble, like the big four, because it's like okay, Hell in a Cell. Then there's no other Hell in a Cells anywhere else, and you limit these big rivalries to this. Hell in a Cell is supposed to be one of those matches where this rivalry is so intense, you gotta put them in Hell in a Cell. Right. And then now you've stilted it for same, October. Same with TLC. Right. Same thing with, yeah. It's like, how do you know a big rivalry that's supposed to... See, and or, I think... Or elimination I think, chain Right, right and I think that's one of the problems that I run into is like... You have these huge rivalries, but then they take place at the wrong time. So you try to overextend the rivalry because you want it to end at a certain match. You, but you, it's like, this rivalry should have ended like months ago. Right. And it's like, okay. And we, we, we bitch about this before, we I think. Have. I think we actually talked about theme but This is, yeah, now. this, this you know. And the Royal Rumble's one thing. There are... There are Royal Rumble's meant to start rivalries. The, the Things Royal like TLC, Hell in a Cell, Elimination Chamber, those are meant to end rivalries. Right. And a lot of people don't like Survivor Series with the brand versus brand. I personally love it. Because I, I don't like it. It's, it's a non-canon non pay-per-view just like Royal Rumble. Well, it should be a canon pay-per-view. And Royal Rumble can be a canon pay-per-view. But there remember, Royal Rumble is something that starts. Survivor Series should go back to we have an established face team, an established 
heel team and then you go recruit people. Right. You don't just have like, oh, well, we're all going to, like some, you some know. Of the, some of the best matches were like people that were in rivalries. Like Team Shawn Michaels versus Team whatever. Like or team, what, yeah. team, team DX versus Team Legacy. Right. Or something like that where they were great matches. Right, but, but they, they were against... part of a rivalry. Right. And they and were then, on the same well, brand. And then, and then you put like people in rivalries on the other. I, I can see where you're coming right. from. I just kind of like the nostalgia. I kind of like the novice part of it where it's brand versus brand. I don't like brand versus brand anything. Unless it's like one specific match. Unless it's, but again, like, it's like, not like, It's like, not about the brand. It would be about the rivalry. Right, like Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, right. and WrestleMania. That's one of my favorite WrestleMania matches ever, but Kurt Angle's on SmackDown, Shawn Michaels is on But it was about the rivalry, not necessarily the... Right. Right. Anyway, so anyways, we, we are moving. We are, we, we are that's a tangent of tangents for tangents. So anyways, let's talk about this Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. Um, the match there, was great. There was one other person though. The miscash in his Money in the Bank briefcase he made it a triple threat. So Pina Gallery was getting really pissed off because the Miz was like looking around, being cocky and going up there, and Pina Gallery literally shouted at the TV, "Climb!" <laughs> because it's like, dude. Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles went through tables. Right. They are down. Um, Pina Gallery loves um, Omos, too. I do. Omos has quickly become my so favorite. So, he basically, like, because Omos is, like, seven foot three. Mm-hmm. He picks up Miz and just, like, gently... Cr- cradles him like a baby. And, and, like, and then and just like, <laughs> gently throws him over <laughs> over the ring ropes and John onto Morrison, a table. John Morrison hits him with a steel chair, and this steel chair just disintegrates. And Omos' reaction was great because he just kind of, like turns around it's like now this is that's, that's how you get yeah, that's almost, a big guy <laughs> right almost had, um, they just booked they just booked almost as such an incredible they made him man. they they made him one of the best baby faces in the company just by that action right, alone right he looks like a monster yeah and it's like in, in, in seven foot three he's like from nigeria that's why he's not talking right and it's like that's fine, but you just you just did it. He did not have to say anything, and you just know this guy's a Billy badass. Right. I would not. I would not fuck with him. No, but isn't rivalry with John Morrison the Miz? Right. Um. Great. Awesome. Um. John Morrison and the Miz were fantastic during this exchange. Yeah. Um. Even with the adding of the Miz, it did not take away from the match whatsoever. No, it did not. But I felt like the Money in the Bank briefcase being cashed in was a waste. It right. was it was a the Miz, waste. The Miz knows better, obviously. Right, but um, it was a waste. It was not very well Mac, executed. And, and McIntyre did retain. I almost wish that they kept it on notice. Oh, the money in the bank. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. They should have kept it on Otis because obviously the Miz didn't do anything useful with it. Right, and I think it would have been really funny to get Otis because Otis really needed that. Um, he really needed that momentum back. Right, and if he cashed it in on the. Um, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens thing, inserting him into the main event and almost winning the match and getting some big moves right. on these other guys, that'd be so good for him. Right. It would have been gone nowhere, but for some reason, McMahon wanted to put him with Chad Gable, which it'll be a fine team because both of them are amateur wrestlers. But still, I, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's stupid. Anyway, uh, Drew McIntyre did win and yep. retained. This was nothing that we did it not was a, It was a great opener, though. It was a good opening but the, match. But the, but the problem, problem is is that this match was so good that I didn't get a good match, in my opinion, until the main event. Or not really? the main event, but Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. I thought the whole fucking card had some great matches. I mean, they weren't as good as Drew McIntyre AJ Styles. Well, um, Sasha, the next match, Sasha Banks and Carmella for the SmackDown Women's 
championship. In my opinion, this was... I loved this match. Yeah, um, it was the, It was the my, second week. I mean, both women's matches, they were good, but they weren't as good the, as the, the tag team. The tag team match was my weakest one by, yeah. by a fucking mile. Right. Um, so, and we'll talk about that here soon because I have a rant about that. Okay. Anyway, Sasha Banks, Carmella, love the rivalry. Great rivalry. Um, Carmella's built as a great star. Yep, great my heel. Pro- yep, but my problem is, once again, and here's here's another rant I'm going to do. Oh, God, Corey Graves. They, 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 well, Corey Graves is annoying. Uh, Carmella, they, they booked Carmella into a corner yeah. here. They built her up as this badass. Right. Like, beating up Sasha Banks and right. everything. And that's fine. Like, have their match, and it was a good match. I liked the match. Right. The problem is that this is a returning Carmella. Right. You built her with all of this momentum behind her. Yep. And then, and then, you, and then, and then she, she taps, and then she loses. You booked her that way. You did not want to take the belt off of Sasha, which is fine. There was a way to do it without making her look weak, and you right. made her look weak. You made you made her look like all of that hype was just for not. Right. And that's nothing against Carmella. Carmella did a great job at it. Right. But the I problem wish was, I wish Sasha Banks would have won by disqualification or would have right. lost. You know, Carmella would have won disqualification, but Sasha Banks would have kept the title. You you would have gotten the same effectiveness, but not have hurt anybody. Right. Because you then Sasha Banks. Right. Because then Sasha Banks would be playing that line of. Right, you did not I mean, actually beat me. Then you can have another you, match. Yeah, which you is good. You literally just killed the rivalry. That's it, Carmella. She tapped. That's it. It's over. It's done. You which suck. You can't have another match now. They're going to, and it sucks. Because I know because they, they're gonna overextend the rivalry now. Right. Um. I want you to talk about Corey Graves. Oh God. So you know Corey Graves and Carmella are dating. Corey Graves should not call Carmella matches. Right. He's he just biased. should not. Um there watch. was there was one that what was a line and it was actually kind of funny. Oh, so there was a line where um I think it's like Carmella talks too much, do you think? And then Corey Graves' sister is like, I'm not in a position to answer that question. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> I really I'm really like, okay, well you see there's a little bit of another dynamic here because uh, Carmella and Corey Graves are dating, right. which is all well and good, but Corey Graves should just not call Carmella matches right. because there's too much bias. And, and you could have, and, and he wore it on his sleeve. Right. Everybody it knew was it. so bad. Right. It, it's, it was really annoying. Like with Mandy Rose, it's fine because right. obviously they're not dating, so he's being a heel. Mm-hmm. And that's fine if you're being a heel, but we know that they're dating. Right. We know who they actually are, and it's like. You're trying to get him to say something that might compromise. Right. And it's like the, the, the veil of kayfabe has been lifted. Right. You can't do this anymore. This right. this tactic cannot work anymore. So anyways, this is a bank statement for banks to retain. It was yes. a, it was a good match. But... I liked I liked the match, but once again, the booking put them into a corner right. just like Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles. Um, yep. The next match, I thought this match was fantastic. New Day versus Hurt Business. It was a fantastic match. Yep. Raw Tag Team Champions, and it was Cedric Oh, Alexander. God, but you know what I hated? I hated the Gorilla Position interview. It was terrible. Yeah, so, so it was like one entrance, and you had the Gorilla Position interview. They showed the Gorilla Position a bunch. Yeah, was they did. Um, same with the AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre. So AJ Styles came out, then they did the entire package, and then Drew McIntyre came out. Right, it was and, this, and this package is not a short package. It's like a five-minute Right, I mean, package. it took 15 minutes to do both entrances. Right, Pete Gallery's like, Jesus, I've, we've been watching this show for like 20 minutes and nothing has happened yet. Right, there literally has not been a wrestling match. It was it was a really yeah, poorly and see, timed and promo. Yeah, and see, again, this is where I have another gripe about WWE. 
Don't show packages during the pay-per-view. It should be wrestling match after wrestling match. You can't have all this promo shit. Now, Save that only, for the pre-show. The only time that, honestly, it would work if they did if they filmed another one that might right. have been maybe two minutes. Right. Not full five minutes, especially after somebody's entrance because you've already started the live coverage. Right. They did it right with the Fiend Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. They right. showed the package first, got you excited because you knew that match was coming, and then you do entrances. Right. When you go live, you stay live. Right. Anyway. Anyways. Back to New Day and her business. Um, it was a great match. Yeah. I thought so, uh, Shelton Benjamin was in the position for the boom drop. Yeah. Kofi Kingston leaps. Shelton Benjamin gets up fast enough. Right. To not only get up while Kingston is in the air, but high enough to get him into a powerbomb position and hit him. It, it's that like, that Shelton Benjamin. It's like two seconds. Right. And he just hit it flawlessly. It was so good. It was. And it's like, goddamn. People are like, oh, why are the Hurt Business getting all these opportunities for the Raw Tag Team Champions? Because they had a great match. Right. Hurt Business. And I, and, I, and I, wouldn't, be surprised, I wouldn't be surprised if the New Day and the Hurt Business had a rematch on right. a Raw at some point. Right. It was a lumbar but, check for the New Day to lose the belts. Yep. So the Hurt Business are the new Raw Tag Team Champions. So now most of the team has most of the male and belts. Now, and now MVP has to be Drew McIntyre and win the WWE Champion. I don't see that happening, but you never know. Who knows? Maybe that might be the um, next big match is yeah. um, MVP and Drew McIntyre for the WWE Champion at uh, Royal Rumble. At Royal Rumble. Because it's like, okay. That'd be okay. Yeah, that'd be fine. Anyways, moving build on. It, build it, right? right. You're going to have, have a good six weeks. Way. They have six weeks to build it. Anyways. Do it. Moving <laughs> on to the next match. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus Asuka in the returning Charlotte, Charlotte Flair. And Charlotte Flair won. Well, Charlotte Flair and Asuka won this match. It was natural so selection So Charlotte on Flair is now the fourth Grand Slam Women's Champion in WWE, joining a very rare group of Bailey. Right. Uh, Bailey. It was Bailey, Oscar, um, Sasha, Sasha Banks. Banks, and now Charlotte Flair. Yep. Um, the one other, the uh, one other caveat here that's really interesting is that Oscar and Charlotte Flair have another thing because they have won every single women's specific thing. They have both won Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. They've both won the Royal Rumble. Yeah. They've both won all the championships. Right. Nobody else has done that. Right. And Charlotte Flair looked great in her return. Yep. She looked great. Um, the match was fine. I liked it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, at this point, the Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax thing was getting old. Mm-hmm. Um, but my problem here, because I'm the bitch, uh, I mean, there's a lot of really hurt. Because I heard it was actually storyline, but it's like a storyline for fucking what? This right. should have been it. Right. This should have been the final thing for the Lana Nia Jax arc right. that you started like nine weeks ago because Lana was picking up momentum. Right. She beat Nia Jax right. by herself. She did it. I think. I think there's. This, this I think been, this would have been the coolest thing ever. Right. Well, even I, though, even I though think, Lana's not the best right. thing. They had, that was the most consistent. I wonder if they're saving for, it for another big event, though. I wonder for what other big event? This was it. I don't know. WrestleMania? Once, once fucking again, they booked this thing too early. They should have... Yeah. If, if they don't do it... Well, number one, the, the match is already done. Asuka right. is already now those tag team champions. That was the ending. Well, Lana now... Lana should have been the winner. Lana should have been in this match. Nothing against Charlotte Flair. Have Charlotte Flair come out and attack Asuka, go after right. the Raw Women's Belt, 
Lana should have been the one to finally beat the bullies. Yeah. Get the championship. Get her over big. She was the most talked about thing on Raw, and they already fucked it up because she was getting organically over. Right. And they don't like that. They want. They, they're like, oh, let's have Oscar. So they, they want the artificial over. Right. They want the people over that they want to put over. Right. Because people were sympathizing with Lana, and then Lana started to win. Right. She started to win matches and get over the bullies, and people are, and then people on social media were getting all high and mighty about it because they're like, holy shit, they're actually doing something with her, even though Ruth. Is on the other show. All right. It just pisses me no, off. No, that's that's punishment. I think. I think they did it as stupid. punishment. It's so I know. stupid. I know they do it with everyone that has someone with AEW. Is oh, like and they, then another thing. The, another thing that you pointed out. So during the attack, they attack Lana's leg. Right. To injure her. For, but for some weird reason, not only did they put her on a stretcher, but they put a neck brace on her. I'm like... No point in that did they attack the head or neck in any capacity. They right. attacked the arm and the leg. I know. Seriously. It's just like it's just so stupid. Apparently, when you hurt your leg, your neck magically breaks. Right. Oh. So anyways, enough griping about the women. Let's talk about Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. This was an awesome match. DLC match, Universal Championship. Um, fuck, man. This match was great. This was a great match. It was so freaking good. Once again, Roman Reigns is just looking so great. Roman Kevin, Reigns Kevin is Owens. knocking it out of the park. Jay Uso. Jay Uso was is, great. Was he great, is a great chicken shit helper heel. Great, great little lackey yeah. for Roman. Um, Kevin Owens just would not stay down. Billy Badass whole way through. Yep. Um, not buried whatsoever. No. It was just awesome. It was so, mm-hmm. so, so good. And uh, Roman Reigns did retain for obvious reasons. Hell, hell, hell of a match. Mm-hmm. I can't say enough about it. No. There was a, such great stuff in here. Roman Reigns is selling. Kevin Owens continuing to get up. Once again, Kevin Owens has the great experience yeah. of being a great babyface or heel. Roman Reigns just shining more and more and more. Yep. And Peanut Gallery and I even got into a debate. Who is the best heel in the business right now? I put in my argument that Roman Reigns is. Uh, even, then, even over Kenny Omega. I'm right, sorry. and Kenny Omega is very much up there in that conversation. Right, it's like, okay, but, nothing, nothing against Kenny Omega, but Roman Reigns changed everything about him. Right. His talking, his appearance, his match style, everything. The right. only thing that he needs to change is the theme song. That's it. Right. And even then, I'm pretty sure they're working on it right now. Right. It's it's just so great. I love Roman Reigns. Anyways, main event: The Fiend, uh, Bray Wyatt versus fire, Randy fire, Orton. The Firefly Inferno match. So, one oh thing my I, god, this I liked it. I liked this match. I, I liked it, but I didn't like it a lot. I did not like the ending. I didn't um, like the ending either. I, I really hope they did not kill the Fiend. So here's what happened: uh, the match started, and there were no fi- there was no fire whatsoever. You see, like, these big boxes and coils. I'm like, it's going to happen there. But Peanut Gallery, with his infinite wisdom, I'm not even kidding you, like, two minutes before the fire comes up, where's the fire? Then all of a sudden, Bray Wyatt does this. Boom! And you're like, I'm like, there it is. <laughs> There's the fire. Um, I the, fire looked, the fire looked pretty good. It was really neat looking. Um, the, uh, some of the story arcs in it were really good. I liked them. Uh-huh. Um, the problem for me is is that they keep referring to the cult leader Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt character where, if I am not mistaken, the Fiend is not associated with the cult leader gimmick. It's the other Bray Wyatt right. because the Fiend and Bray Wyatt are two parts of a mind. Right. And they're like, oh, this broke. 
Bray Wyatt. Then why did you fuck around with Matt Hardy after? Why did you stay around? Mm-hmm. If you left right after and came into the Firefly Funhouse like this, that's one thing. Right. But they didn't do that. So it didn't make sense. But anyway, um, once again, Randy Orton's super, super yep. awesome. He sets Bray Wyatt on fire. Bray Wyatt gets back in the ring on fire. Randy Orton RKO's him while he's still on fire. Flips him over. And for some reason, I felt like I felt like they almost cut out and then cut back in because that was not the fiend. Oh well, okay. Well, they they turned they turned Bray Wyatt. So it was fight. It was fire. It was, it was weird. Was that the real Bray Wyatt, or did they cut out and cut back in? I think they might have cut out and come back in with somebody else. Maybe like a stunt man with some stuff on him. Um, but it was weird. It could have been fire. It could be a fire with dark clothing. Um, right. Randy Orton turns him over. And the part of the storyline is that Randy Orton sets the Fiend on fire face first. Right. But they did some shots where you did not see the tattoos. It's like, it's clearly a dummy. Right. It was so clear that they set right. him on fire. It's like, okay, I mean, it's fine if you do that. But put in put in the additional effort on making a cast with, like, the tattoos. Right. You did it with Diesel um, when he was facing The Undertaker. Right. He had a wax dummy of Diesel that looked so realistic. Right. It was crazy. So I think it was a dummy. And this dummy. was in the 90s. Right, and I think this was a dummy. This wasn't... No, it was, it was just a straight-up dummy that they just got out of, right. like, it was, goodwill. It was, it was weird. It was it was weird. It was a weird ending. Um, um, I, 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 liked, I liked the match for what it was. It was, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it was it wasn't a very strong main event, in my opinion. I no. see why they did that last, but right. still, it wasn't the strongest. Um, anyways, match of the night, and... Um, Whatever the uh, thing. So I'm gonna give the entire show a four. Okay. I thought that uh, b- between all three, this was my favorite. Okay. And it's so hard to choose a match because I like them in different ways, but I'm gonna right. have to give it to Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. I have to do that the same just... thing. I'm gonna give it three and a half stars, and my match tonight was Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. Right. Anyway, so next week. We are going to be doing the best of... The best of the year awards. Yep. We're going to get back to our regular Bibble study and wrestling lessons. Yep. And then the main part of the show is going to be those best of the years. And then the week after is the same format, but then we're going to do worst of the year. So... Stay tuned for some exciting end-of-the-year stuff. Follow all of our links, including Peanut Gallery's Instagram. He is learning. Um, I'm working on it, guys. Right, and... uh, As always, be majestic.